Wait, what are you masturbating, right? What? <laughs> oh man, I just have allergies, dude. <laughs> like every episode, just hear me in the background go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, that dude's doing a lot of coke. Yeah, yeah, man. This, this is a wild fucking podcast. If you're not in, you're out, baby. Hey guys, welcome back to Ray Does Coke for an Hour. <laughs> that would be a great podcast. <laughs> Yo, movie nerds, welcome to What They Should've Done. What They Should've Done. The best ideas by the worst people. I just got an amazing idea. A podcast where we deconstruct films and say what filmmakers could've done to make films just that much better. Now, here's your host, Raymond Strife, Sarah Casey, and Tony G. Hey, people of the internet. Welcome to another exciting episode of What They Should Have Done. I am one of your many quarantine hosts, Tony G. I'm Ray Strife. And I'm still Sarah Casey. She's still here. Still here. Still here after all these episodes. (laughs) Sarah's just waiting for the dementia to kick in so she can forget about all You may not hear me all the time, but I'm totally still here. Right, we're all waiting for our syphilitic dementia to kick in. So why don't you tell us what movie you watched this week, Sarah? Because this was your choice. This was totally my pick, and I totally picked Capone, the Tom Hardy vehicle. This was on my list, too. It was on Goggles' list originally, too. Was it? You When I posted that I was watching this like a month ago, you were like, oh, I was going to say we should do this for the podcast. Well, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad, I'm I'm not glad it was me. <laughs> I just this movie. Great minds. The one thing that like this movie came to me because I'm like, oh, cool, Capone. All right, I can watch a gangster movie. Cool. All right, no, you, but can no, you can't. Hardy? I'm like Tom Hardy. He's badass. All right, cool. But is he? Josh right, Frank. He did Fan Four Stick, but Chronicle was good. Let's see if he redeems himself. Oh my god! Could I, and could you imagine I just, the pitch meeting for this movie? Like you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, man. It's Capone. Okay, I like that. Tom Hardy. Oh, even better. Okay. Then he's old. Oh. And he shits himself and pisses himself for two hours while never stopping smoking a fucking cigar. Unless <laughs> it's right, a unless it. it's a carrot. Unless, unless it's, it's a, a carrot. carrot. Oh my uh, god. I can only imagine that the tagline on the poster for this movie was What's the point? Yeah, this whole movie had no point. <laughs> why? Why? Every uh, I've seen it twice now, and the whole time I'm going, "What is the point of this fucking movie?" Right at the end, there's no like. I guess the moral is, I mean, spoilers to get to the end, is to reunite with his son. I mean, I guess that's the whole point of the movie. Right. Except, <laughs> was it? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I keep, I keep going to say Capote every time, so forgive me. Capote. We should have watched Capote. So what is this called? Uh, Capone. 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 Capone, pepperoni, scarboni, whatever the fuck. Hey, whatever you just said made sense than half of his dialogue in this <laughs> <laughs> No offense to the Italian listeners. 
But whenever he talked, it sounded like I knew it was Italian. But I was like, is he speaking fucking Star Wars? You know what I mean? Like, he sounded like he, between the fucking voice and what he, I'm like, this sounds like fucking Star Wars. Dude, then he did that. I was looking at the trivia on IMDb, and, and one person posted. They were like, this dude fucked up so much Italian. <laughs> we, 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 none of it made sense. Oh, my God. I and he watched... talks like a Star Wars guy. <laughs> like, hey, he can't speak Italian. Put a fucking cigar in his mouth and say gibberish. Put the <laughs> and I'm getting right into this fucking movie. Because I'm watching this, right? And, like, I'm like, okay, so... This girl, you know, uh, Velma. I'm like, okay, that's like his daughter. I'm like, that guy's the, the guy he's sitting next to when he pisses himself. Like, that's his son, and that little boy, or the oh, yeah, you know, the 20 something kid, that's his grandson. Then, like, we get through this, and they're like, yeah, he's 47 years old. I'm like, that motherfucker is, only, is supposed to be seven years older than I am. <laughs> he looked like fucking grandpa from the Texas fucking Chainsaw Massacre. You know what I mean? I'm like, this guy is 47. Good thing syphilis. you didn't get syphilis when you were 20. Well, we'll find no, out. You got, got it before he was 10 years old. Now, syphilis, right? That's like an STD? Yes. I thought so. That's totally an STD. That means that dude was getting on when he was young, dude. Did he really get it before he's 10 years old? Is that a fact? Yeah, that's what it said in the movie. I, I, this fucking movie, I don't know what's fucking fact and what's... Right. Like well, this, like the last hour and a half of um, Irishman, just done totally wrong. Right. Well, for the viewers at home, what this movie is is the it's supposed to be the last year of Al Capone's life when he's exiled in onto a swamp house in in Florida. Yes, he's yeah. in Florida. Right. And it's and he the syphilis really has caught up with him, so he has dementia. And it's just that this is the last year of his life, and, which and, is like, why? Why? Who wanted to see this movie? And it's like it felt like I was watching a year of a movie. Why? It did. Uh, my my. What, I'll can I say what they should have done? Please. Was it early for that? No. My what they what they should have done is okay. You want to make this movie have all these like dream metaphors where and we're supposed to not know what's real except they did like such a shitty job at that like let's do a whole timeline of flashbacks i would have loved that let's do let's have plot points in his past not just weird visions of his past involving people who are in the movie and we're supposed to just get what they mean to him and it was um, uh, sorry, Sarah. Let me no, go, this. go. It was almost like, especially with the little boy, it was like, like it. It was like almost like a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. He's walking down a thing, then suddenly someone grabs him, and now we're in this nightmare. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like and again, it was not. And I don't think any of it made. It didn't make any fucking difference. You know what I mean? Right. By trading, it, like the whole money thing. The girl's like, "Oh, dig where it's wet." You know what I mean? Right. And, like. For me, I was like, oh, the money's in that fucking statue the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then I read about it, and it said, yeah, the money was in the statue. The wet thing was just supposed to be a diversion for the audience. I'm like, this whole fucking movie's a diversion for the audience. Right. And it's like, the kid, like, when the first see the kid, I'm like, okay, that's him looking at at his younger self. You know what I mean? Like, oh, something That's what I thought. And now we're going to kind of learn about his life through this kid. 
And it wasn't until, again, until I read the IMDb, and it's like, oh, no, that's his son. Yeah, that was his son. That's what and I he, get there. And, he, and uh, he holds gold so high. That's why he has a gold uh, 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 Tommy gun? Like, oh. Yeah, no, no. That's oh, why no, the, the, kid, the, the kid has a gold balloon. Throughout the yeah, movie. right. And I'm like, in nowhere in this fucking movie is he really like, at least I could understand, he's a gold, gold, gold is the best. He was more concerned about statues to me. Yeah, you know well, they, they tried, they started three different plots, and then they, they all three of them went nowhere. It was like they, almost like, they, it's like they forgot to make those scenes for the plots, and then they did a bunch of imagery, and then never tied it back to any of the plots getting resolved. And that one party scene, I mean, the way it was done, I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. But not for this movie. Again, if it was like a horror movie or something, I'm like, oh, that's pretty well done. Yeah. And the fact that fucking um, Capone, through the whole movie, like, again, he looks, looks so old and the makeup's bad. He, he, he always looks like he has no, I mean, I guess he does a dementia, but it's just so weird. how I mean, he does no clue what's going on. And then he shits himself. <laughs> For like the sixteenth time, <laughs> the first time they did that, I'm like, it'd be funny if he shit himself. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, it smells! I'm like, oh, what he shit his bed, and then they do it, and I'm like, oh my, like it was. I mean, even coming from me, it was so gratuitous with the shitting of the pants. I thought it was to create sympathy, but it kind of fails. Oh, you're telling me the 15 minute long shit scene when he's being interviewed <laughs> by the police? Dang, you're sick. He's like, oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh. It was like it was like almost like they wanted to remake the scene from Dumb and Dumber. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh. and the cops were just like, I mean, it was like that shit went off like five minutes. You know what I mean? Sarah, what do you? What were you gonna say? Oh, what did? What do we sorry, sorry. take away from you? I don't remember. I well, <laughs> I guess in the beginning. So I uh, I made a note. I I'm reading through my notes now. Um, in the beginning, we have several different distribution companies for this movie. So that's never really a good sign, right? Yeah. Redbox. Dude, there was nine of them. Like, I was, I got to the point where I was like, holy shit, is this a fucking joke? Like, I want to do that in the beginning of a movie. Like, have 20, like, 20 different, like, production companies in the beginning. Because it got to the point where I was like, this has to be a fucking joke. <laughs> I also made a note, too. So uh, I would have liked it better if the whole thing started with that Thanksgiving dinner. Because it kind of, I feel like it started with something else ahead of time. Like the the weird play fight a, thing a, with a the hide, kids. Hide and seek, yeah. It's yeah, yeah but that was... But that was Thanksgiving, and I and I, and I can kind of see it why. It was pre-Thanksgiving, but I feel like if we're doing, like, a mafia movie, which is what they were pseudos trying to do, like, some sort of, like, thoughtful um, gangster movie, like an art house kind of gangster movie, like, start with a Thanksgiving and branch your whole movie off of that. Like, I feel like that's a good vehicle. But it was. It was Thanksgiving. That's why it, all the kids were there. Yeah, but like, don't start it with the kids. I feel like the kids mean, made it weird. Start, you mean start with the dinner? Start with the dinner. Start with because everyone reason, giving thanks. I mean, technically they did. The whole reason I could you see could argue start, that I could see why they started off the movie like this because again, you think you're seeing a gangster movie, so you see Capone 
you know, walk around all nervous, you're kind of like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Something's going down. Then just and then suppose it with dialogue from the table of what you're thankful for. Yeah, but if they did that, you would have no idea why you're hearing people. I mean, I guess. The I whole thing is a dimension. There. I don't agree with it's, it's The whole thing is him, like, just, like, diving into dementia. So why not yeah, make it a fucking or... lynchy, wacky shit where he's, like, it, you can't tell what's right and wrong and what's up and down. Like, for me, it rad. was... I thought it was trying to be like a like a horror movie, like for the way that the way opening was. It's like Me he's too. scared. He's scared of something. We're supposed to be scared, and then it's a hide and seek game, and it's it's so weird because it sets the tone for the whole movie, and and you're like, well, what am, am I supposed to be scared? How am I supposed to be depressed? Been? It can also have been like the reason they did it that way was. Hey, nothing in this movie is going to be what it seems. Yeah, be I guess so. Be prepared not to, you know, to, to have your um, your um, what's that fucking what's it called? Your um, expectations. Yeah, whatever you expect to happen, it's not going to happen. Avert your expectations. I can see that. See another thing too, and I'm going to jump ahead on this, frankly, and I feel like I can because that's just the kind of movie we watched, frankly. There were moments in this movie where they like utilized different mediums to kind of drive the fact that we're watching his life happen. And there was a mo moment like probably somewhere between the second and third act where we're hearing like radio stories of him, his escapades. Yeah. I would have yeah. loved that happening throughout the movie. Whether it was like super loud and obvious or not, if that was just like playing in the on like the bed underneath to kind of drive stuff, I feel like that would have been really cool, especially in the beginning, like driving stuff, you know. I guess. Yeah, it was. You it guess. was like, I, I guess they were, they wanted it to be hard to follow, but it was like so hard to follow some parts that it was like unenjoyable. Like, I don't even... Was Matt Damon his friend? Was it his brother? No, Matt Damon was the guy they stabbed in the neck. All right. Right, can, I, so I got that the second watch. I got that. I, lo I love watches. that you're calling him Matt Damon, because I was Matt calling Damon. him Kevin Dillon. Matt well, I, Dillon. Was <laughs> Matt, I was calling him Matt Dillon the whole time I was watching the movie. I was calling him Kevin Dillon the whole movie, but our powers combined, we have his right name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon. My favorite. Yeah, so when Ben Affleck gets stabbed, <laughs> uh, I just I get I was like, what, what what bothered me about him is then they're talking and he's not there, right? But they show him get the call to go there. Yeah, like why do we see that? That's fucking bullshit. That's not how you do this. You can't give us a fake scene, right? That wouldn't have happened in anyone's head, unless it was in component. <laughs> Tom Hardy's head. Capote Capone? That he thinks that he thinks that's probably if he's calling this dude. I he's like, anytime I call Matt Damon, he's fucking a girl on a couch. Matt Damon. <laughs> I yeah, that, that part bothered me because I don't like fake misdirection. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't you can't make him imaginary and show me show him doing shit without the character whose brain he's in. Yeah, and I was like, even halfway through like the first scene he was in, I was like, this guy's not even real, I bet. Yeah, right, absolutely, me too. But I was like, they had that scene where he's on his own. Yeah. And the call he gets isn't even from Capone. It's like from his wife. Yeah. 
That's such a bullshit fucking scene. All it did for me was remind me about there's something about Mary, you know. Like, yeah. oh. I just wish I was watching that fucking movie right now. Jonathan Richmond starts singing, Well, he's got syphilis. Yeah. And he's bleeding and shitting on the girl from Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> you know, we keep little Mongo in a cage. Put him on a leash, he just runs he's, back and forth. He likes it. He likes it. You ever had you ever had a white head on your eyeball? <laughs> Capone. <laughs> Capone. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk ah. like I'm vomiting for the rest of the fucking episode. Listen, oh, whoa. Listen up. That was so fucking gross. Her was vomiting just sitting there smoking a cigar. Ugh. Yeah. I'm, I'm really disappointed in Tom Hardy because he like he has the potential to do a lot of great things. I've seen him do good movies, and then I've seen him... We've seen him do bullshit movies. So, like, it's just a disappointment. I feel like, once again, another lost opportunity here. I feel like his performance would have been pretty acceptable in a movie that worked. Yeah, I, I don't like, believe... We're, I'm making fun of him because it, it just was so goofy. But I, like, do, it, I don't like his performance in this. I like... Everybody else did an okay job. He did awful in this oh, movie. Uh, I, I mean, again, I didn't think... I mean, he wasn't great. But, I mean, I, I think he was doing what he could with what was there. Right, if they like, let him play the younger Capone, too... Then it would have then they would have made sense more. His performance distracted from the film. Yeah, it was it It was was too over the top. It it was up to eleven for sure. Yeah. Um. Also, I kept expecting the police to be fake, but they Uh, weren't. But they were. But they weren't. But they were. But the one the cop the cop in the lagoon was fake, but the rest weren't. Like, his fucking movie, what the fuck? And then when the cops were working with his son? No, they were working with his doctor, right? Right, but weren't they working with his son, too? I don't think so. Weren't they making his son call him? Did I just make that up? You mean Tony, his his fake son. I mean, his son that nobody knew about. Yeah, his fake son. Yeah, because there was that scene where, like, yeah, he puts the phone down, and then it turns around, the cops are there. And then they never... And then they never talk about that. And then there's no point to that. And then the cops try to get the treasure chest out of him. And then at the end, the son shows up and they give him time and he touches his dad's thigh and then he dies. So what? What what happened there? What? Why do I care? He had a kid. I, he had a kid with some lady who got shot. I don't. What? I don't care. I don't care about this. Why do I care about this movie? I did like the scene. I would a better movie, and I what they should have done with the scene is like when he runs out in the street. Remember, and there's like all those like dead bodies, and like he has to crawl over them. You know what I'm talking about? I thought yeah. that's cool. But what they should have done is like had the camera like tilt up, and like he's just crawling over like mountains of like dead bodies. Like that would be cool in a horror movie or something. You know? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they would have went full horror with this, like mystery horror. Yeah, uh, I would have enjoyed it more. Like if that tone was consistent, where I was nervous the whole time, I would have liked it a little better because it was just like all over the place. I feel like and- that's when you had that tone floating through this movie. That's when this movie was at its best. Yeah, 
Yeah, because the first five minutes felt like a fucking eternity. And then uh, I think what they should have done too is not made it a, about Al Capone. I think it's, <laughs> I, because here's the thing. If you're going in, I think it should have made it like an aging gangster or something. Like, do the same movie. Just don't make him Al Capone. Because if you're going in to watch an Al Capone movie, and this is what you're, you, it reminded me of a lot. Did you guys ever see Wired? No. It's like the a Jim Belushi movie and uh, uh, about his life. And, or John Belushi. Which one's the funny one? John. John. John Belushi. I like them both. I'm a big fan of the principal. But yeah, oh God, I love that movie. But and with, don't forget K9. But like that movie is the same thing. Like he wakes up in like a morgue and then he kind of goes through his life. You know what I mean? As like this angel takes him through his life. It's really weird and surreal, kind of like what this did. But I think with this, if, and the problem was going to see a movie, you want to see, you want to see Capone. You don't want to see this weird. I think for most people, don't want to sit down and watch this weird ass shit like this. You know what, what I mean? I remember reading about this and it was like all last year of his life. And in my mind, I was like, oh, cool, because I figured something happened in the last year of his life, not just a bunch of fever dreams. You know what I mean? Like, this was like what dreams may come or something. It was just like a bunch of artsy stuff thrown together for us to, like, take this ride in this dude's dementia. But I think the movie, like, too heavily relied on us caring about Al Capone, because I don't. I don't fucking – like – I would have been interested to see a movie about his life. I don't have enough, like, I don't give a shit enough about Al Capone in my brain for me to have been like, wow, what a wild ride. What a great man. What a great thing to happen to a great man. Like, what? that's what I think they were like. To me, it was like a huge celebration of the guy where you're supposed to feel super bad for him at the end of his life. But I, I didn't, I didn't really feel that. Because I was like, okay, so everybody, he, they all killed a bunch of people, and now his life sucks at the end of his life. Yeah, and they didn't do enough with like what you're saying. Like, all right, so we saw him. He didn't even kill the fucking guy. He saw a guy get killed. Yeah. Okay. And now it's like the, this guy's haunting him. It's the biggest thing. Like, why not show a whole bunch of different shit that he? Did? Yeah, right. But so, it'd be cool. Like if he like the shit does like so we see the one death and then kind of like almost he, like goes through a door and he turns around. There's another person who did. He falls back. Now he's laying on the floor. There's another, you know what I mean? Like he goes through this whole nightmare of all these horrible things he did. Right. For me, I, I thought like, that's what I that, thought I was going to watch. Right. Like the second time watching it. Cause now I wanted to remember it. Cause I watched it so long ago. I th- really think that was the main thing you were supposed to take away from this movie was like, he regrets all this shit, but instead of showing us what he did, it just shows you what other people did, and now he's mad a bit about it. You right. know, like so, like how how are we supposed to redeem this character if he doesn't own any of his own bullshit? I would have loved this to be some sort of like really bizarro. Like we see him doing all his acts and him trying to deal with it in a very third persony like existential way I, I i was i was hoping for something more like that yeah almost like what what if what dreams may come yeah like more. you can't like tell what's real and what's fake and, and but it's all real because honestly like truth is stranger than fiction with his life honestly yeah like right. he did some really crazy fucked up shit so it would have been nice to like juxtapose like him in a younger state doing crazy shit 
and trying to figure out like if it was really happening now or in his brain or like right. and like and have it happen with like newsreels or the radio shit like have that all like we're going through dementia with and, him and, and when it showed him being younger in the reflection scene he was fucking badass wouldn't you want to see that guy more in that movie that's, do some tough guy shit yeah that's what i mean like i feel like that was tom hardy would have been perfect for that like why am i seeing tom hardy play this role it was rough to watch i think i think i this movie made no money i don't know what the budget was but i think they were making a different movie and ran out of money and that's why there's all the fucking I think they couldn't make the movie they wanted to, and that's why it takes ten production companies to get this movie out and sew all the the big effect shots together. And well, they didn't I, have time to make another movie. I mean, the director and he's notorious for like calling out when people, you know, like criticizing the movies that get put out. He says it's the first real movie he ever made, so the director's very proud of this film. So it's not like. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah, I guess so. I, I think it's the you, movie he wanted to put out. You mean he wasn't proud of Fantastic Four? You mean Fanforstic? You know when it when it cuts to three years later for no reason, halfway through the movie, and it's a different movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like this actually. Yeah, where you're like, oh, watching one movie and now it's a different movie. Wow, how fucking edgy, bro. Yeah, remember the scene in a Fanforstic when Mister uh, Fantastic shits his pants for. <laughs> and he tries to stretch his butt around the corner to get into the toilet how many movies have you seen where you need up? to differentiate which shitting your pants scene we're talking about because that's I, the movie we're watching right now i think um yeah this is this definitely has the most poops in a movie award i think which, which oh, yeah, soiled your pants scene are we discussing right now uh, you a lot <laughs> he peed and pooed his pants so many times. Shit, yo, pants. Shit, I'm like, shit, your pants. Um, he, how about when he pisses himself and he, and he goes, where that, where that come from? Yeah, where did that come from? And his son goes, from your bladder. <laughs> <laughs> from your dick, dad. Yeah, it's your like, big, whoa. Big Italian dick. You can tell that, that kid didn't know young Al Capone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we got no time with his real son. There's one scene where he's like, here's his son, Tony, he drew. Do I have a brother I don't know about? And I didn't even catch that scene the first watch. This watch, I caught it, and I was like, oh, man, they almost gave this dude some depth. That's a good scene. And then nothing. They Nothing else with the family, really. Well, who did you think was calling him then? No, I knew that was his son, but I didn't notice the scene with the other son. Where he, um, where he's like doing, he's talking to his mom about the uh, therapist from Twin Peaks. Yeah, Make, yeah. He's making his dad draw. I he wish, goes, yeah. you know what scene I'm talking about? He shows his mom yeah. drawing, and he goes, "This is his son Tony." And they're, they're laughing about it. Yeah, he makes some kind of joke, and they like, I'm like, "Well, how can you laugh at this? You just changed your husband's diaper for like the fifteenth time today." Right, but then it instantly goes serious when the kid goes, "Do I have a brother I don't know about?" Yeah. And the mom's like, that was a really good scene between two really decent actors. And it's a shame we didn't get more of that. Yeah, they just, we just did spend a lot of time with 
um, Capone, like just doing nothing. Yeah, it, it oh, was, that that scene where he shot the alligator was awesome, though. Uh, I like the scene. My favorite scene is falls in the river after shooting everyone with a Tommy gun. Oh, Gets yeah. the, the alligator is up by his balls. Then he goes in a tidal wave. Then he's underwater. Then he's in the painting in Italy, the painting that we see in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That whole sequence, I was like, man, if a good movie, if they made that a movie. That I loved. If I, that lo- movie I was, loved that. If this movie was grounded in a real movie and then that was the big finale with his dementia. Yeah. That would be, I would have been like, holy fuck. I would have been like, this is incredible. But instead they like salt and pepper worse versions of that throughout the movie. And that's what we're supposed to like. And then that one was easily the best part of the whole movie for me. Yeah, it would have been great. Like, again, he goes in a tidal wave. He comes up on the island. Something happens. He goes in the house. Now he's somewhere else. You know, like almost like the ending of um, uh, being John Malkovich. You know, like yeah. going through his mind. That should have been the whole movie. Agreed. Yeah, that should have been the whole fucking movie, man. That's what I was saying. That would have been so awesome. Like at least, and and young him and old him could have interacted more too. Like not like the buddy buddy the whole movie, right? But that could have it could have connected dots for us that they were trying to leave up to our imagination. Now, also, I mean, with the whole movie doing that, what they should have done is almost, and this could work, could not, almost like a sucker punchy type thing, like where they do wake him up because everyone's trying to get his money. And like, right. You know what I mean? And then there's where he's there, and they're like trying to do the art shit and trying to get information out of him. But then because of his dementia, he goes back into something. You know what I mean? Right. You know, they could have even had him, young him, on his shoulder. Like when his brother-in-law's trying to get the money from him. And he could be like, what's this fucking mook doing? You're going to talk to this scumbag. You know what I mean? Talking some yeah. sense into dementia. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, put Capone. him on his shoulder. I wouldn't put him on his shoulder, but he should be there talking to him. You, you know, know what I'm saying? No, I didn't mean literally on his shoulder. I mean, like, next to him, talking like like the devil and angel on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean, like, put, put a little Herman's head cut out <laughs> of him dancing around on his fucking shoulder. <laughs> you got a devil on the head. <laughs> Gobble ghoul with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that now that it's a whole other movie. Herman's head, Al Capone's brain. You know what? That could have been that could have been a cool angle though, if like we just like delved into his life, like in past and present, but the underlying thing is like the feds trying to find the money. Right. Whether you know it's like subliminal or in your face about it. You know what else would have been cool? There's like a ton of scenes in this movie where he freaks out on the workers and yeah. you kind of don't, you're like, why? Cause he just doesn't remember who they are. But what would have been cool is when that, when it, whenever he had these violent outbursts, it could have been young him being like, yo, why are you taking this shit? Why are you fucking, you're letting these motherfuckers push you around? And that could have instigated him, you know, to have these fucking attacks instead of just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Basically anything you could have done could have been fucking better. You could have had him visited by the three ghosts of, you know, Prohibition past. (laughs) fucking life and it would have been better than this the three ghosts of valentine's day eve yeah yeah i am the ghost of valentine's day massacre 
future. Here's your future. <laughs> it's just me sitting over there doing nothing. Hold up. <laughs> The Valentine's Day massacre future could have just been like a turd. Yeah. Hi there. Howdy. <laughs> Dancing around. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. Oh, God. Did, did he not sound like Bane the entire movie? No, at least I, I wish that I maybe I might have been able to understand. <laughs> he kind of looked like he kind of looked like the guy who played Bane, though. <laughs> like, like if Bane just had a fucking giant cigar, like a big wet ass fucking cigar in his mouth, the uh, entire Bane, movie. Bane to me was more like a Sean Connery. He's like, "Why would you shoot a man? <laughs> if you're going to throw him from a plane?" I was like, "What the fuck movie am I watching?" When he started talking, my favorite scene from that movie was when he's like, "I can't really do a good Bane." Be like, "No one cared about me till I shit my ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all care till I started smoking cigars. I like you the, had the cure for cancer, and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sean Connery. Why would you shoot a man? It's my favorite. I just do that to myself sometimes in my room. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. He does voices. That's his thing. He's, that's why he became an actor. You know, he, he was always doing voices when he was a kid. And that's like the foundation to his dedication with these characters. I don't know. This this whole thing just seems like it wasn't well thought out. Well, the thing is, they had time because he was supposed to shoot. Um, they were supposed to make this, and then he couldn't because he had to make Venom. So they had to wait a whole year. So they had a whole extra year to figure this stuff out. You know what I mean? Not even rushing production. It all comes back to Venom. Yeah. One more thing, Venom ruined. <laughs> Fucking Capone. How about that one? But how did he sound in that one? Hey, man, what's going on there? I'm from Pittsburgh. Hey, isn't this how they talk in Pittsburgh? Hey, I'm... I got a little alien on me. Look, I got this alien just came out of my butt and took up my whole body. No, man, you scare yourself again. Why do you do this shit? Get out of the lobster tank. No one can eat them lobsters. I mean, them shit lobsters. You buying them lobsters. <laughs> I'll take you away buying them lobsters. Come here, shit all over my coming stuff and shit. I'm about aliens. God damn. It's, it's like the end of Spaceballs where the alien sings yeah. the hello, my baby. Hello, but it's like a turd and the venom. Soon be it both, <laughs> both singing side by side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great movie. That's what they should have done. There you go. Ugh. Yeah, man. I, mean, yeah. I can't even like recommend this on like a bad level either. No, like it was just like, uh, like this is one of the movies I think I was like, oh my god, how long is this? And we were only like ten minutes in. Like that's bad, yeah. you know. I'm only I mean, 10 and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how long is this? That's what it was. The first time I watched it, I was so bored. But and and even the cooler scenes, like for the most part, don't go anywhere. And that's what was killing me. Is like there's no payoff. You got the Louis Armstrong scene. 
Oh yeah. Yo, that and was a fucking weird to. scene. It was so well shot and cool. Yeah. Well done. And then the payoff is the dude stabbing Matt Damon in the neck 400 times. Oh yeah, like, that was awesome. See, that's what took me out of it, to be honest. It's like would you why would like would you ever he could have stabbed him 10 times. That's what Amanda said. She's like, "Why is he stabbing him so much?" I'm like, "Cuz I don't know if I if I was allowed to stab somebody, I might do that too." I, it just took me out of how like that scene was like you're supposed to be kind of scared and nervous and Capone is kind of scared and nervous because he doesn't remember it right. He doesn't want it to happen. Right. And then so like with that when the dude stabs him like way longer than you would ever have to, it kind of took me out of it. It was like almost a joke after that to, for me. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm in this shit. Like, and I'm so bored of the yes. Yeah, right. You're like, and that's what it is. Every time something happens in this movie, you go, oh, shit, something's happening. Yeah, this is cool. Side note, that was the same um, warehouse that they shot uh, Reservoir Dogs in. Really? Yeah. I we can't know tell Lars- if you're making fun of me or not. <laughs> Why would that be a joke to you? Yeah. yeah. You- Sarah, I don't know if you know this, but every movie me and Ray watch, like we were watching like uh, Biodome. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, they shot Biodome in the same place they shot Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> oh, she go, I thought that. I know, he's gotten me so many times. No, but yeah, they really did. Well, Lawrence Bender, I guess he can't, he can't get much work anymore since so he doesn't work with Tarantino anymore, produced this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I so don't know. I, the pedigree behind it, it's just... I, I, wouldn't, I would tell someone this was worth watching. Really? It's not like a it's like a D plus, you know? I don't I wouldn't say like I'd say, you know, watch it. I was let down, watch it. There's some cool scenes. I mean, Just even to, though the dan- dancing movie was way worse of a movie than this, but I would watch that over uh Kabone any day. Kabone, kaboom. I would watch Veronica five more times over this movie. If yeah. we were if we were having like a Halloween party, of course we're gonna watch Veronica and have a great time. What if it's a Valentine's Day party? But it's a Valentine's yeah. Listen, but if we're having a party if where I'm just gonna shit myself yeah, the whole time. Is it a Valentine's Day massacre party? <laughs> it's just yeah. a diarrhea party. Listen, have you guys never been to one of my diarrhea parties? Is it a switcher stogies for carrots? <laughs> I think choke on it and have the... Kyle McLaughlin slap you in the back of the head. Yo, the when they when they had the whole scene trying to tell his family to switch him off of cigars with carrots, that really set the tone. That that's really like the mood setter for this entire movie. Well, who is he? Fucking Bugs Bunny. Yeah, the guy's like, smoke a carrot. You can't smoke a carrot. <laughs> no, you fucking you don't like. Well, like you how know, are you to smoke it? That's the whole. That whole scene is there. For people like 25 and under to be like, yo, people used to not know that smoking was unhealthy. But, oh, then, yeah. but then the best part was after that scene, he was smoking carrots like they were cigars. I know, he was. <laughs> I think, and that was probably a scene too where they were like, we, they're, they're like peppering in real events. No, you know what happened when their cigar budget ran out, and they're like, "Oh, we're <laughs> crafty. We got some carrots." They're like, uh, "Listen, if, they're like, if Tom Hardy's voice gets any weirder, we're fucked." 
<laughs> Get him some carrots now. Well, also, I, I read that, and uh, one of the actors who was worked on this, they couldn't get Tom Hardy to focus. So the actor said, you know what? I worked on Seabiscuit. We just used cat- <laughs> That always got the horse. All right, let's try it. Listen, Mr. Ed, it worked on Mr. Ed. It'll if work on Mr. Hardy. just put peanut butter on the end of the carrot, <laughs> he'll just move his mouth, and we can make noises like he's talking. You have peanut butter on his gum. <laughs> I remember. What do you know? That's what we did back in the old days. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to love Mr. Ed. And I swear, when I was like five, my mom was like, you know how they got that horse to talk? They stick a carrot up his butt. Yeah. That's <laughs> Did they really stick it up his butt? Mm-hmm. And it like, I, years later, I told my mom she told me that. And she was like, you're a fucking liar. I would never say that to my kid. That's not- <laughs> you have onset dementia from your syphilis. I didn't say that. <laughs> Oh, Ray shit himself again. Oh, my God. Meta, Ray. Get the carrots. You are Capone. <laughs> that pussy was worth it. Oh, my God. Yes, well, movie was awful. I'm really sorry, guys. It yeah, had to oh, be done, the, but I'm really sorry. Honorable mention, I think LP did the music for this. Yeah, he did. That's fucking crazy. It was, I know it, that is. I just uh, LP is in, you would know him from Run the Jewels. Now, what is that a movie? Oh, Whoa. oh, run the jewels with Danny DeVito. Right, right. Uh, Kirk Douglas, throw, throw the jewels and, from uh, the train. <laughs> no, uh, uh, running the romancing the jewels. Is what Roman- romancing the jewels. Yeah, the romance. Oh, he made that song, "Romancing the Jewels." Michael Douglas played the cello throughout this whole movie. <laughs> he said, "I know what that's like. I got that throat cancer from eating out Catherine Zeta Jones." I feel you there. <laughs> oh my god! No, dude, it was because someone Remember kept he... throw kept someone kept pushing a carrot up his ass to make him talk <laughs> for all those. Oh no! In the snow movies. We're gonna get some letters no. this episode. <laughs> no, I know you're making a joke, but he legit, legitimately, in falling down, did the whole movie that carried up his ass just to add to the. <laughs> and and now, now you're gonna die with that stupid looking hat on. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs> the whole world's sticking a carrot up my ass, man. Defense. You know the carrots. Defense. In the commercials, the carrots look big and orange and nice. <laughs> then you stick one up your ass, and it looks like this. <laughs> I'm just trying to get home to my daughter. <laughs> Got you something for your birthday, Dad. I swear to God, if it's another ass carrot, I'm gonna fucking get out of here. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a snow globe, and when you turn it over, it's just uh, di- diarrhea and carrots. Oh my god! Right back to poop. Retirement. I never thought I'd have to see a guy pull a carrot. <laughs> One day to retirement. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, falling down. Falling down is a good one. I will say, um, one one <laughs> one bright spot of this movie. I did enjoy Linda Cardellini's performance. I thought I thought she did pretty good with what she was given. The the wife, the wife. Yeah, Val- right. But then they did what bothers what pisses me off about that is they gave her all these scenes where she got to show her character, which was great development for her. But they never got, gave us a scene where it was like really 
where she got to be really strong on camera besides like when she knocks him the fuck out, you know? Yeah, dude, that was fucking awesome. That yeah, day. but like, but like, okay, so she, she, she wouldn't be disrespected there, but we just never got like a good, really good like scene for her, for her development, her emotions. See, see I, I, I don't believe that. There, there was actually a scene where he was having like a fucking serious breakdown and she just like fucking melted down. It was like bawling on scene trying to control him. Yeah, but that's but there's all those are around him, you know. Like, but we're watching it through her eyes in that moment. Yeah, I'd like to. I would have liked to have seen her get a good scene alone. You know, just something where we got to see how she was handling. Yeah, like removed from him, where he's not in the scene. He's getting taken care of by. Because I, I really do like her. it's she almost really like she's a great actress. It's almost like she's just fucking playing the same character from the Green Book. I never you saw know, that. like a year later. Except, would... except worse, you know, or whatever. But I mean, she got to act more in this than the Green Book. She's barely in the Green Book. I would have liked to see a scene like maybe she's on the phone, like talking to a friend or something. She's like, I-, I can't take this anymore. You know, something like that. She's like, I can't take this anymore. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But it just seems like he's getting crazier and he's kind of rubbing off on me. And she's like, oh, no, oh, no. Well, you know, there, there was another. <laughs> How did Karen get up there? <laughs> she's like, she's just, she's... Like, like for like. When no, in Rome. All joking aside, there there was one blip of a scene where like uh, his buddy is like leaving she, like out the door and she's like talking to him as he's walking away. Like, he, like maybe don't talk to him anymore or something and oh yeah you know what i'm talking like that scene i that was a pretty decent scene where well then he's like well anything for al and she's like we don't use that name here yes that that scene that's uh i don't know i i still thought that was kind of like it she had a bunch of scenes like that and don't get me wrong she killed it where people were like trying to tell her how to handle like Kyle McLaughlin's like, maybe you need some people around in case he gets violent. And she's like, fuck you. I waited 10 years to have my husband back. Yeah. I yeah. don't need shit. Like she got, she got to hold it down. Don't get me wrong. I I just would have liked more of that because it's, you know, it's what, it's what we're saying. It's like the whole movie kept turning these hallucination scenes. that almost didn't even really further the plot for hours or whatever, but we didn't get as much with his family's development or why they were like, maybe why we're getting flashbacks. Maybe I get a flashback to show me while this woman is so devoted to him, you know, like what happened in their past to make her love him this much, even though he has syphilis, he has other kids, he's a murderer. Why is she so dedicated? that She'll stand up to everyone in the world to, to stick by this guy, clean up his diarrhea, literally. Like what? Like why didn't I want more of her? Because she was she was an awesome part of this movie. I you know I agree. like, like it's a, the the crux anything. of this movie is watching Capone come to grips with the person that he is, but we don't. We we just have to as viewers know who Capone is. Like we don't see it on the screen. We don't right. see their right. envi- their. Per- portrayal of him on the screen to determine that we just right. have to, you know and we I mean? don't see a scene with him with him even like being uh in love with her kind of i guess yes. right I, I, I right exactly daughter until they were in bed together it's like shit all over her, and i was like oh 
you know what I mean? Oh, that's his wife. It didn't even click with me again. Right, right. I, well, oh. there's a weird scene in the beginning where they're dancing and he tells her he loves her and she's all confused. And I guess in retrospect, she was confused by the affection because he has dementia. But I also thought that his wife was out of the picture and this was like someone he's related to. And right. it was trying to show us more of the dementia. And then you like realize that's his wife. I, I, you get, you get this whole scene about the woman who he had the other kid with who dies and him and that being an emotional thing for him, but you get none of the past with his devout wife yeah, who will stand by him no matter what. Oh, I just got that. That was the, that was the Tony's mom. It had to be. Yeah. Right? He's out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just had to be like, I, I don't even, I wasn't even paying that much attention there. It just had to be that, that kid's mom. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The family stuff just could have really tied it together and we could have seen more of young Capone being a badass dude. He looked fucking cool like that. I that was like I a, a waste. It. He looked like, like I was like, Oh shit. Cause I mean, like, I'm sure he looked like a dude who was dying Al Capone too. But like the young Al Capone, when they showed that one scene, I was like, man, a lot of thought went into making him look right there. And it was just for one fucking second. Even if like, say like he does go back in the way they do it, even if he like walks by a mirror when we see a young Capone or something, you know what I mean? Just so he's like back in that form. Right. Again, to use it more, right. Utilize that, this cool thing they had. And I, yeah, I didn't see any reviews for this. I didn't like really look at any. I really can't see anybody liking this movie. I could. Anybody who's like diehard gangster movies probably like thought this was like, oh no, man, I don't like really, that at all. Man. I think they would hate this even more. I think they would. Uh, uh, this, there's no action in this movie. To it alienates anybody who is any kind of fan or. A film appreciative like, of that, like yeah. That. But there's always those idiots who like are like, "Yo, that's my hero, bro." That you gotta respect a man. I wouldn't even think of Boondocks Saints, Saints fan would like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're the lowest form of life. You know, I, I don't, I don't mind the first Boondocks Saints yeah, all okay, that much. Not that right now. Um, but what I was gonna say is, uh, in regards to this too, is like you want to see my perfect movie that would go along with this movie. I don't know if you guys would agree, but would be like The Untouchables. Do We're already doing that? perfect movie. Are we done? We're doing right the perfect oh, movie. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not the end. I'm just I'm free forming. I'm just saying the way De Niro does <laughs> just free balling it. The way De Niro does uh, Cabone in that movie is like perfect. Did you ever see that movie? It's been a long time. Oh man, watch it again, dude! It is fucking yeah. fantastic. But what about Al Pacino and Dick Tracy? Well, he's not Al Capone. You don't think Al Al, Al Pacino and Dicky Tracy? Duncachino. Duncachino. I just almost fell over on my stairs. <laughs> Duncachino. <laughs> Ooh, ah, is that is I'm that what he's I'm that Hardy's inspiration? Just, uh, uh, uh. He did kind of look like um, what's the guy from Dick Tracy? What's his uh, what's his name? Uh, Mister Me? Uh, what's his name? Big Mr. Boss? Mister Miyagi? Just keep no. spitting off names. You'll get uh, it right. 
Well, there's big ball. There was, <laughs> flat top was the, was the more the Al Capone guy, but yeah, he was the big ball. Yeah. What, what no, don't like? tell him. Don't tell him. Keep going, Andy. <laughs> what you got? I don't remember that name. Mr. Big. big. Mr. Big. Was it Mr. Big? I yeah, it was the, it's the end of Wayne's World 1. <laughs> the end of Wayne's World 1, and he's in the limo. Hey, I'm Truman Capote. <laughs> Hoo-ha! <laughs> I just heard your radio. Hoo-ha! Yeah, I was on my way to Junkatino's. Cassandra's going to be big. Huge. Cassandra and the Temptations. Big Boy Caprice was his name. <laughs> there you go. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh. That was so funny. That was the best. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm glad. I didn't even want to do this episode. <laughs> it's all worth it now. Now we found out what Al Pacino's name is in Dick Tracy. Oh. Dunkachino. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkachino. The big, big padrino. Dunkachino. Oh, no. I just took a Dunkachino in my pants. Yo, where'd that come from? Where'd yo, yo, dog. From? I think... I think Capone just dunk a chino, dog. <laughs> he don't even know what he had for lunch. Well, it's not like he's <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's don't chewing carrots. <laughs> How many carrots you got up there, kid? <laughs> he's like a vegetable piñata. Yo, okay, guys. <laughs> Looks like something took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> So, arugula. It's a vegetable. <laughs> what the hell's that coming out of his butt? It's arugula. Oh! I bet you could melt all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. So, my I'm... blue heaven. My blue heaven's my perfect movie for this. I'm... <laughs> I'm reading bad reviews for this movie. My, on my, my uh, uh, let me say my perfect movie real quick. You already said two. <laughs> no, it's Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx. You know, the old school, the old days. Oh, I like Drunken Master. I gotta go with Drunken Master on this one, dog. <laughs> you know how they got Jackie Chan to do all this? <laughs> <laughs> the old carrot of the hoo ha! <laughs> Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, so, all right, Sarah, say the review. The review. <laughs> They're not even gonna come close to that, though. No, I, I just want to know. This is for me. No. Here's one that's four out of ten. A waste of a great Hardy. Uh, yeah. This one is my favorite. It's one out of ten. Bad. <laughs> I create. <laughs> I created an IMDb account just to write this review. It was really <laughs> bad. <laughs> Is Al Capone's son? That, that's my favorite so far. Uh, I saw that the gross total. On, I know this didn't really get released in theaters, but it did in Iceland, and it's like opening weekend was like three grand. It was like thirty five hundred. And then altogether, it was like fifteen grand. Oh, jeez, was what it made. So, and they wouldn't say the budget anywhere, but you know, they they at least spent a million bucks on this. Oh yeah, dude, fifteen grand—that's half the carrot budget. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. You ready? Uh, no. Four out of ten has some good moments. 
Tom Hardy gives a good performance, even with his voice being strange, but putting the fact that the character is suffering from dementia, and I don't know Al Capone's real voice, I can forgive the voice thing. <laughs> right, right, that's it. But he comes out and he's just like, Oh, everybody, I'm Al Capone. I'm having a hard time right now. I'm going to my pants. What's going on? Did I kill my best friend? Where's the son at? I got some treasure. And you're like, oh, yeah. That's real. That's history, baby. I guess that's what he sounded like. <laughs> no one's got a recording of his voice. That must be what he sounded like. Oh, yeah, I'm going to shoot y'all. Please stab Matt Damon in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Here's a good one. Five out of ten. Terrible. Two thumbs down. Did this film really need to be made? All of it... All it consists of is Al Capone mumbling while sitting in a chair. Half the time I couldn't understand what he was saying. Don't get me wrong, Tom Hardy was pretty good in this. I just think it was boring in a storyless film. Wouldn't that recommend. Five stars. The guy's bipolar. He gives it five. Hey, Tom Hardy, this is really good. He gives it five stars and two thumbs down. How many thumbs do you think you have, bro? Two, two thumbs up. My butt. Way up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. How long have we been doing this? I feel like I have syphilis Long enough. Yeah. I keep thinking. I'm paranoid that I have it now. How, come he, how come he never knew? He had to know he had syphilis. Well, did they yeah. have for that shit back then? Like yeah. For real? I think so. It's just I penicillin. Mean, you just take penicillin. Yeah, like you what gotta catch it early enough, I think, or else there's. It, a, he just had it so early and uh, and it was untreated that it. I guess so. Yeah, because he had it so young, he probably just didn't thought that was normal. I don't know. They you ever see? There's like a drunk history. You ever see that one? Where it's yeah, like, I, saw, I saw a couple of them. Where he's like. They're like, ow, it's real easy. You just get a shot. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm just pissing razor blades. It don't matter. It'll go away. They're <laughs> like, it seems like you could just go get the shot. I was like, nah, I don't even want to make a big deal out of it. It's no big deal. It's just, yeah, sometimes blood and and stuff comes out of my, my, my penis. That's okay. I'm not going to be like, come on, man. Just get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Here's a good one. It's Zombie Capone. Four out of ten stars. Oh, he did look like uh, 28 Days Later with the red eyes. Yeah, basically, oh, Capone's skin. character looked and sounded like a zombie throughout the entire film. Tom yeah. did great in this if the character wasn't Capone. Kept expecting a monster to rip through his chest or start cannibalizing on someone. <laughs> that That's what they should have done. I, I thought... When I when I saw in the first scene where he's where you really see his face where where he's dancing with his wife and he has the two scars, yeah, I thought it was just terrible makeup. I was gonna make a joke about that too. I'm like, I could see the seams. I could see. The yeah, right. That's what I thought. He's and then I was Scarface. like, oh, he has those scars. Yeah, that, those are real scars he had. Yeah. So that wasn't that bad of makeup. It just took me a second because I didn't know. I I mean, this movie was like panned from the get. Like, as soon as it came out, people were, like, shitting on it. And another thing they should have done, this is, like, serious. And, again, it's fucking 2020. I mean, this Capone, there's people who understand it. People are like, I know who he is, but I don't know shit about him other than, like, in movies. 
give me some. I know they put the text at the beginning, but like, give me some kind of uh, they catch me up. Somehow. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why they like why they were like so scared to make this a real movie about the guy's life. That's why the whole time I'm going, who wanted this? Like, who was demanding a movie about the last year of this guy's life? Yeah, as soon you know as what I mean. Over, like, I said, as soon as it was over, I said to Amanda, "Who the fuck was this made for?" Yeah, who, uh, dude? Like, who that was this? twenty minutes in uh, the first time. I was like, "Who is this for? Who wanted this? Where was the demand for for this? Like, this is the last half hour of a three hour mo- biopic." Yeah, you know, like why? That would have been so amazing to just tie together different eras of his life with beautiful symbolism and over-the-top dream scenes. Yes. That would have been so much better. Yes. Because then he still could have had that awesome fucking ocean scene at the end. And then it would have tied it all together. And also, I, you, you know, I didn't even think of the treasure being in that statue, to be real with you, and you're, you're absolutely right. But just say it then. Like, why is what's with all the like the fucking Easter eggs? Why? What am I? Why do I have to fucking go look it up? Because they're trying to be smart. I know, but fuck that. Fuck being smart. You're making a fucking movie about Al Capone having syphilis. Just how? Like, we're being. We want to be educated. We're not all Al Capone experts. Yeah. Like and that, what the fuck? That's the new synopsis for this. Old guy with syphilis shits his pants. Capone. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, well, it's like. Like you know, like uh, like the end of no no country for old men. Okay, there you go. Now you have to be smart. You have to figure something out. Cool. It's a work of fiction. You made me think. Capone. Why do I have to solve the puzzle? You might as well have made it a video game. Then, like, if I'm gonna have to find the clues. And that's like even like when he was. If you do know about Capone, right? Imagine you do. Like you're a Capone. You're a Capone head. You love Capone. You're watching this movie. The Is that what they're st- called? Capone yeah, heads? Mars Capone heads. <laughs> yeah. But the second he starts shooting up everybody, you're going to go, this never happened. Right. You know what right. I mean? That stuck you out of the movie anyway. Right. Because I was yeah, I mean, watching that, and I was like, oh, shit. This, I was like, wait a minute. Did this really happen? Because yeah, I knew it. you I knew think it you would have heard of that. And then, like, even when he pulls the fucking gold-plated Tommy gun off, which probably was real. I'm like, what am I in Goldeneye now? It might as well have been a fucking yeah. video game, you know? Yeah. Was... <laughs> he was Just the thing is, sweetheart, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy diarrhea monster. <laughs> Keep the oh no! <laughs> what if he just starts shooting his pants and he starts shooting the gun off? Where'd that Yo, come from, dude? Dude, when he was walking uh, with the gun outside, his diaper is sagging so hard. All I could think was like, this is the scene that uh, Tom Hardy wanted to make so bad. He wanted to be like this old fucked up. Al Capone with a golden Tommy gun, a robe, and a saggy diaper on. Yeah. Just shooting 100 people. As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, that's where they got Tom Hardy. He was like, this will be the weirdest, most vulnerable gangster movie ever. Let me do this. Careful, his diaper is just as loaded as his gun. (laughs) (laughs) I got my golden plated poopies. My poopies. My golden plated poopies. I can't even do the voice anymore. 
He's got his, he's got his diaper sagging gangster style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what you do when you're gangster. You sag your diaper. You don't pull it up. Like, Dude, it's so, it, took, it took me a minute. I was like, oh, that must that's the diaper from earlier. <laughs> I heard Tom Hardy's like such like a you know dedicated actor. Like he actually wore a diaper through all the filming. And Dude, that's pants when that's where the treasure was buried. The treasure was inside you all along, Capone. <laughs> dig, dig in your pants where it's wet, honey. It was yeah, inside it you. <laughs> inside you. Don't swallow a carrot seed. You'll grow a carrot in your stomach. <laughs> the, treasure, the treasure was the shits we made along the way. <laughs> Where's my shit? It's at home. <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> oh. And what do you think at the end when the kid, so the kid comes, Linda Card Cardinelli is like, you're his long lost son. You can have some time alone with him. And then he touches his thigh and he dies. Do you think that kid was ever really there? Huh? In my mind, I was like, there's no way why the kid just makes it there for at the moment of his death. Well, the reason he might die is the only thing I being serious. Is okay. He sees his son. He finally rejoins his son, so now he can go. It's you the one I thing mean? he was holding on to. Yeah, and he's like, but, "Yeah, wait, wait to really hold on there, asshole, for one second. To me, it was oh, like, to me, it was after seeing it twice. Now it was like that's a very nice sentiment, but it's almost like the Matt Dillon shit. It's like he just needed. That's what he would see before he died. Like he gets to reunite with his son, and it was a moment yeah, of peace. Yeah, only because he, he didn't dig his eyeballs out. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Let's get them people. Oh, and, and creepers, that, creepers. Uh, to be honest, I was being like super nice to Tom Hardy the second viewing. I was like, dude, he really gave it his all. Like this, it's goofy, but it's it's what he was going for. This dude isn't supposed to be cool. He's supposed to be, you know, on his last legs. But that scene where he gets handed the eyeballs, he's like, ah, ah, I was like, this is like a really like a B movie. It was straight out of Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm already playing the new, new Ernest. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? I just shit my pants. <laughs> hey, where's the treasure at? Know what I mean, Vern? I, I will can't... say, out of all the shit your pants scenes, when he was there with the lawyer and he shat his pants in the middle of the interview and everyone yeah. violently reacted to it in various ways that any normal human would. It was very humanizing. Let me ask well, you, and this is dead serious. Dead serious. So, like, if somebody shits their, I mean, I'm I, I'm not around babies, and most adults I know don't shit their pants. Like, does it? Is it that violently stinky that people are like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna like jump if, out of"? You know, if it's an I, adult, like an adult uh, human that yeah. shits themselves, and and shits themselves to the point that you can hear it, physically <laughs> yeah. hear it happening then yeah well he's dying like he's diseased and dying dude like yeah it was probably fucking awful it's like brutal horrific. honestly it's kind of fucked up that we just spent an hour making fun of it because it's probably like a really fucked up thing for it's, anyone to have to go through it's highly unpleasant it is i'll probably very end unpleasant. up i'm already doing it oh i've sharded a couple times i, I did the other day Whoop whoop whoop! <laughs> oh, what they should have, what they, what they should have done, fucking lived cleaner, healthier lives. 
how did you know about Oops, I Crap My Pants? <laughs> <laughs> because I just did. <laughs> uh, what I took away from that scene where he shits in front of the cops was he doesn't want to talk to the cops because he's so tough. He's not, and they're like, it's not, to me, it wasn't just about his cognizance. He was like, yeah, here's your answer. And he just shits all over the place. Nah, see. I, I, I felt I, like I, it was a fuck you to the cops. What, now, going what you're saying is my, what they should have done is he should have done it like that. Because I didn't get that. If he was tough, like, here's your fucking answer. Right. And then if the lawyer's like, my client has spoken. You know, right. like or he, he goes, I'll draw you a map. And he starts writing in shit on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been sick. Yeah. X marks the spot, you fucking pig. I know you pigs like the wild and filth. <laughs> Dude, this is a great episode. I love it. I'm so happy we watch this movie now. I'm oh, glad my God. You guys are. He I diarrheas. Mean- Oh, if he so good. Three times, I would have been pissed, in all honesty. But I'm like an immature piece of shit, so I'm like, I know. Oh, I'm just I wanna... following your lead. <laughs> I want to recut that scene with the cops and like make it go on forever. <laughs> I mean, it did X go marks on the for spot. A, it did go on for a while. It, no, it, it, I feel like it did go on longer than it probably should have, which it I was long. Because yeah. even after he shat, that one cop was like, no, I need you to tell me where the fucking money is. You're going to tell me where you buried the money. I don't give a fuck that you just shat the fuck out of your pants. I'm going to sit here and you're going to tell me. And every and everyone's just like holding, pinching their noses, like acting all fucking ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, no, man, I don't give a fuck. That's another thing <laughs> with that. I, I know we've like already blown past this movie and it's been more than an hour, but like. It's just like the Matt Dillon thing. Like, so I didn't know if the cops were real or not. When he sees the one on the swamp, I didn't think they were real. And then that interview, I was like, I guess the cops are real and they're really looking for his treasure now after they let him out of jail. This is dumb. Well, they had to because the doctor talked to him. Right. But then even then, I'm like, after the Matt Dillon bullshit red herring, I'm like, maybe that maybe the cops still aren't real. Just because he had a scene with him with some lawyer we never met before who looks like a fucking rat fink cartoon. Like, I was like, maybe that none of that was real either. And it, it didn't matter because none of the fucking cops got any character development either. The one, the main cop is like a good actor. I did. The one cop, the one scene that was awesome, which was good with the cops, was when they go to the um, like head guys and like, we don't give a fuck about this guy. You know, we don't just yeah. show like guy's putting in all that work you know and he's trying to impress these people because we've been working on it for 20 years and they're like dude we don't fucking care right it's a fucking joke which i think if they did it earlier in the film and then the cops Thank then we cops then really they, working to show these assholes right fuck you i'm gonna make something out of this then it gives the cops something to prove yeah and something to do but even as we've seen with the matt dillon background you could set up any scene behind the scenes without Al Capone in this movie, and it still could be fake. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you, uh, even though I do want to say anytime I imagine something, like if I'm sitting around and I'm bored, I'm going to imagine somebody here with me. I always imagine them fucking somebody on a couch first before I call them. <laughs> I just sit here and I'm just like, how would they fuck somebody on the couch? I'm like, okay. I thought Matt Damon or Matt, Matt Dillon was going to be young Capone at that point 
Because when they show him fucking the girl on the couch, I'm like, who's this? Why do I need this background? Mm-hmm. And then I thought maybe that that phone call, even if it was fake, it leads him to talking to his younger self. Which instead, they make it that his like... That would have been obs- cool. That would have been cool. Because it was like they make it his obscure friend and you're just confused and you're not invested. It was just like another name to add to the list of celebrities. If they would have done it and, and then and then Tom Hardy shows up, they don't show the guy's face during the phone call. And then Tom Hardy shows up later like, you called me? And he's all tough. You yeah, know? Like, and he's talking shit to him. Oh, you shit your pants? You're fucking pathetic. And that's when he starts talking shit to the cops and starts talking shit to the groundskeepers because now he's like, oh, yeah, I, got, I, I am being pathetic. Let me man up a little here. I don't know. Yeah, but then we wouldn't get the uh, yeah. He's supposed to feel regret for what he's doing, even though like when they do that scene where um he comes and visits me, he's like ah, I know you you stabbed me. It was you did it, but I still like you. And you're right. like, what? What? but you could you could still have gotten it. Like you, like later on, if it was if it was young him, he could tell young him to go fuck off, like maybe even kill his young self. You know, stand up to the guy he used to be. And show regret and remorse, and he's a better person now. Right. Or he smears shit on his forehead and goes, X marks the spot, and punches him in his fucking mouth. I don't now know. Puts it under his eyes. Like, <laughs> <we're paying. laughs> he goes, I'll show you how we got Mr. Ed to talk. <laughs> you want to know? You want to know how I got these shit stains? <laughs> ah. I think we lost Sarah. Maybe. <laughs> It's a shit-smeared smile instead of the Joker scars. <laughs> you want to know how I got these shit stains? Some people would just like to see the world shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to say yeah. it like Bane. <laughs> yeah. Bane. You, what is that? You, you came to know the shit. I was raised by it. What's the line? <laughs> What's the, I grew up in the shit. Just embraced it. Do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Why would you shit a man when you're just going to throw him out of a plane? You're the last of the shit pants now, dog. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Are we, are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> are you, are we should, I'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning. Anytime anyone mentions shitting pants, you have to drink. Yeah, it. right. Here's a good game. Every time Tony makes a fart noise, you have to take a double shot. <laughs> good idea. Let's have... put this at the end of the fucking hour and change episode. What? Listen again. Listen again. Mine is a... Sarah, I'm, it's the ma- magic of editing. I can put it at the beginning. You're not editing this. I can. You Why could. would you edit the episode? Why would you edit this? Let them suffer! <laughs> I think my perfect movie for this is My Blue Heaven. Because My Blue Heaven is like so weird. It's such a weird movie to make. But it doesn't know? have anything to do with Al Capone. Yeah, so what? Who gives a shit about Al Capone? <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to say anything before we hang up? Like, anything? Uh, what did I? Oh my God, I watched that My Spy movie. <laughs> Oh, my God. Dude, I was laughing the whole time. It was like a really bad kindergarten cop. 
But it's like one of those movies that every actor has to do before they make the big time. The Rock dude, did it. John Cena, Schwarzenegger did it. You started. It was, it was like a little more adult than I expected. Like some of the scenes, I was like, "How did they? They kind of they're they're probably lucky it got a release on on demand because I think there would be worse reviews because it's it's advertised as so kid friendly, but there's like a decent amount of violence and cursing and stuff." Uh, but that just came out because they've been promoting that movie. I saw trailers for that movie in the theater. I think they we were saw, holding out. We saw for, trailers for that for like Sonic and shit. I think even I think cats. I think they were holding out for a theater release, and then Amazon was like, "We'll buy it." Oh yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, I think that's they were like, "This is the only way we're making our money back right now. We're going to wait another year and a half." And uh, but anyway, there was just a couple scenes where I was fucking. Dying laughing, dude. I, I loved it. I, I would recommend it. It was so fucking funny. I laughed the whole time. It's definitely it's fucking stupid. Don't get me wrong. That's the kind of movie it is. But I definitely had a bunch of all um, like all oh, moments and a bunch of fucking hilarious, dumb fucking Dave Batista dancing moments. I saw Eurovision. So oh, I watched that this morning. I fell asleep. It was pretty funny. I didn't fall asleep. I watched it. <laughs> it was stupid. It was pretty not fun. What is it? What is Eurovision? Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, I want to watch that. Sophie was watching it when I came home. It was stupid. I mean, it was it, like it was like a, a Saturday Night Live skit that went on like way too long. It went yeah, on the way too long. The reviews oh. are like really weird. Yeah. Yo, Sarah uh, Ray, cover your ears. Yo, Sarah, how cringeworthy was that musical number? The sing along. Yeah, it, I, I like some weird. cringe though. But, no, but dude, like here's the problem: like, like ninety percent of the movie was that. Like that. Like I feel like that's what they wanted was that no. to be like the climax of it, and just to be like a weird ABBA-ish sing-along thing. But right. I'm saying, but like, we'll talk about this when I'm not on the. Well, we can like, do it. No, I don't want. I, I this this movie does not. It it does not earn us discussing it ad nauseum <laughs> on this podcast. That's that's some bold statement. Like it like there's any fucking rules to get on this. Like Capone, just, I would watch Capone again over Eurovision. Uh, oh no! Oh god no! <laughs> I like Will Ferrell though. I do too, but this is not Will Ferrell at his best, and it's not the Will Ferrell you want to watch right. in a movie. It's like the basketball movie one he did. It's like that, but worse. I I think it, I there I was listening to the, the I was listening to the Conan podcast with him, and Conan was just like, "Dude, the reason I like you is because you will push a joke where no one's laughing like so far to the absolute limit and you beyond." And I feel like that's what these movies are. Well, that's what this movie is. I will say, so there was like a running joke throughout this movie of him making fun of Americans. And at the end, he just goes like off the rails with it. I found that amusing. I That was like the only time I laughed in this movie. Was Way to go, Sarah. We just lost <laughs> half our audience. You didn't laugh when he was talking about how much his dad hates him. No, I fun. no, I definitely laughed at the very end when he was just making fun of Americans, just uh, in a really stupid way. I fell asleep. I, I made it like right to like right before the Eurovision thing. And oh, is that dude! Real, like, 
What? <laughs> you missed like two acts of the movie. Like you missed most of the movie then. No, I mean like the main, like when they were going to the main competition. Still, I feel like. Oh, I saw like an, the movie's an hour and a half. I saw like 15 minutes of it. Like after the dance number, after the shit, after the third act, we're gonna break up. Like every fucking one of these movies. Wait, there is shit in this movie too? No, I just, yeah. I mean, I don't mean literal. <laughs> oh, figurative oh. shit. That's my favorite. Oh. All right. There were no stakes um, in the movie. And that's why well, it didn't really stick for me. It's fucking Will Ferrell. I just want to say if you want to watch a really bad movie, don't talk to me because I have copies of Girls Just Want to Have Blood on VHS and DVD. Me just too. Me and I, Sarah, this is my plug. You had your chance and you plugged Eurovision. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I watched... still have them. You're done? Are you, are you done? Yeah. I watched a, uh, the end of my of my Joe Bob Briggs last drive-in. I watched the end of the second season. And uh, I almost cried a little bit. He sings a song. Goddamn beautiful. Goddamn beautiful, boy. Goddamn beautiful, son. All That's all I've been watching is stuff on Shudder. I don't have shutters, so it sucks. Watching kids' movies and then horror movies, and that's it. <sighs> All right. That's it, I guess. Sarah, I was I just kidding. It. You're like upset, right? I'm not upset. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of the podcast forever. <laughs> Is this the season finale? Oh, maybe. I mean, how many, Tony didn't quit, though. Yeah, maybe I, have I quit. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man, plot twist. Plot twist. We would never get this done without you. You're the one who does all the work. <laughs> no, I'm not. I think Anthony does most of the work. Well, you, you record it. Right now I do. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> I have an old, old boombox. We don't need her, right? <laughs> this is a play school recorder. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. This is Tony uh, G signing out. Thank you guys for listening. All right. That was Tony G. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> that was Tony G. See you guys later. See you, Tony G. And this is Sarah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I did a doo doo. I did a doo doo. <laughs>